0: Uh...
1: Hey Bob! students, it's so good to see each and every one of you tonight. I just want you to know that I love all of you and I hope that you're doing well and staying safe during this time. Uh, tonight we're going to be continuing a sermon series that we've been in for the last couple of weeks called Amazing Grace. where We've been looking at the grace of God and the different types of grace that God shows us through provenient grace and justifying grace. And tonight we're going to look at the third type of grace called sanctifying grace. Uh, And so uh, just kind of to recap uh, to where we are. uh, Throughout this series, we've been talking about the grace of God, and we've come to understand that the grace of God is the way that we experience God and know his salvation. And and then we took a a step uh, further after we understood what the grace of God was, and we talked about uh, this type of grace called prevenient grace, a big word, prevenient grace. And we understood that prevenient grace is the grace that God shows all people. Whether you're a believer or not, prevenient grace is grace that God shows us most often through the daily blessings in our lives. And we talked about how we can oftentimes miss the grace, the prevenient grace of God in our lives because it's grace as simple as Uh, Each breath that we take, having food on the table, things that we don't count necessarily as blessings or count as the grace of God, really truly is the provenient grace of God. And we talked about how that grace is available to all people because God wants you to recognize His presence and His work in your life. And then last week we took a, a step further and we talked about the second type of grace that God shows believers, and that's justifying grace. And we talked about how. Justifying grace is really different from prevenient grace and it's really different in one major way And that is unlike prevenient grace. You must choose you must make a decision to experience Justifying grace and we talked about how justifying grace is experienced in a defining moment where in that moment when you Choose to have faith in Christ when you choose to have that relationship with God He makes you right in his standing. He forgives you and makes you righteous But we also talked about how that defining moment of justifying grace, uh, it doesn't stop there. It really is a lifelong experience as we are continually being being made right in God's eyes. And how we are never perfect, we're always struggling with sin, and how we always need the forgiveness of God and the justifying grace of God to make us right. And so we've been using throughout this entire series this example of a house and we've been using this example uh, to really break down each type of grace and so we started out with provenient grace and talking about the porch of the house and how the porch of the house many people can come onto to the porch of the house and really that's the initiating point for a relationship between the person in the house and the person outside of the house and so we talked about how provenient grace as it is available to all people so is the porch of the house and then we talked about justifying grace and how that resembles the doorway or the door of the house, how that, that moment where you choose to open that door to a relationship with Christ, that you are justified in God's sight. You are made righteous when you step into that doorway. And so tonight we're going to wrap up this series by talking about the third type of grace. And we're going to be talking about the interior of the house. And you can tell I'm sitting inside of my apartment. I'm not sitting outside. I'm not sitting in the door. I'm sitting inside tonight. That's because we're going to talk about sanctifying grace. What does it mean to be sanctified or glorified by God? What does it mean to be in the house of the Lord? And so tonight, that is what we are going to be focusing on, is sanctifying grace. And really just to explain to you what sanctifying grace is. Sanctifying grace is the grace of God that challenges believers. If you're taking notes, I really encourage you to write this down. Sanctifying grace is the grace of God that challenges believers to go deeper in their faith with God. It's the grace of God that challenges believers to love their neighbor as themselves. And it's the grace of God that allows us to continue growing in the knowledge and in the love of God. So sanctifying grace is really big, and there's a lot of parts to it. But the, the key there is that it challenges us as believers I want you if you have your Bible we're gonna go back to the same scripture we were in last week and the week before and that's Romans chapter 8 and we're gonna really be in verse 30 tonight uh, so this is where God is talking about his grace and so last week we saw in this chapter and verse Romans 8 30 how God shows us his provenient grace justifying grace and sanctifying grace listen to these words it says having chosen them he called them to come to him that's provenient grace And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. There's justifying grace. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. And there we have sanctifying grace. And a question that I had while I was writing this is, why is there an order to experiencing grace? And experiencing these three types of grace. Why do you have to experience provenient grace Before you can experience justifying grace and why do you have to experience justifying grace before you can experience? Sanctifying grace and I think it's really simple when we look at it and that is before we can choose to follow God Before you can make that decision and have that defining Justifying moment with God. You have to choose to follow him first You have to realize his presence in your life and we realize the presence of God in our life through his prevenient grace And before we can live for Christ and be challenged by Christ to go deeper into our relationship with Him, to love our neighbor as Christ loves us, and and to to grow in the love and knowledge of God, before we can do any of that, we have to make that decision to follow Christ. You can't go deeper into a relationship if you've not first chosen to enter into that relationship. And so just as Paul in the book of Romans is, is writing how Christ shows us His grace, that He calls us, And then he gives us right standing. And then he gives us his glory. There's an order to that for a reason, and that order is important. You know, when we look at justifying grace versus sanctifying grace, there's really a big difference here. When we looked at justifying grace, uh, it focused more on our faith. Justifying grace focused on that defining moment where we decided to have faith and how we lived out that faith. And sanctifying grace is different. Because sanctifying grace doesn't necessarily focus on your faith as much as it does on what you do. And as Christians, we learn all the time that we are saved by our faith. And in fact, uh, in Ephesians 2, verse 8, it says, "For For by the grace of God we have been saved through faith. That it was because of the grace of God that we can be saved through our faith. And so really, with that, poses the question of, why is sanctifying grace important? If we're saved through our faith, when we had that justifying moment, when we experienced God's justifying grace and we decided to have faith in God, there we're saved. So why what is the need for sanctifying grace? Why is it so important? As we read in the New Testament, in the, the book of James, chapter 14, verse 26, we find the importance of sanctifying grace the importance of living out uh, our lives for Christ and that's because in James chapter 14 26 it says faith without works is dead faith without works is dead and, and so it is through the sanctifying grace of God that we can live our lives for Christ It is by the sanctifying grace of God that we can live our lives growing deeper in relationship with with God, that we can love our neighbor, and that we can sit and learn the love and knowledge of God. So now that we have an understanding of what sanctifying grace is and why it's important, I want us to take a few minutes, and it's only going to be a few minutes, of what is sanctifying grace and what does it do? What does sanctifying grace do? And here's the first thing. There's two things that I think sanctifying grace does. Here's the first one. Sanctifying grace Enables us Sanctifying grace Enables us And just as we've been talking about this Sanctifying grace enables us to deepen Our relationship With Christ It is by the grace of God that Jesus wants to have A relationship with you But he wants to have much more than just a relationship with you He wants to have a deep relationship with you He doesn't want just a surface level Relationship and And thank God for his sanctifying grace that he desires that relationship with us. But it is also by the sanctifying grace of God that we are enabled to love our neighbor. You know, as humans, we are uh, inherently, uh, by nature, selfish. And so it is by the sanctifying grace of God that we are enabled to move past our selfishness, to care for our neighbors, and to love those around us. But it is also by the sanctifying grace of God that we are enabled to know the love of God. It is by the sanctifying grace of God that Jesus, many years ago, decided that he was going to die on the cross for your sins. That he loved you so much that he was willing to take on the sins of the world and experience death so that you may have eternal life. That's grace. That's love. It is by the sanctifying grace of God that Through our relationship with Him, we can get to know His love for us. And it's by His grace that He's given us an identity and a purpose that we discover through our relationship with Him. So sanctifying grace enables us to do a lot of different things. The second thing that sanctifying grace does is sanctifying grace transforms. Sanctifying grace transforms. And it transforms us. now, as we begin to deepen our relationships with the Lord, and we get to know God on a more personal level, our lives are completely changed. And we talked about that last week when we were talking about justifying grace and that defining moment, that that defining moment would completely alter our lives. It would determine who we serve, the way we acted. And that's so true that as we decide to make that choice to follow God, Our lives are always and forever changed. And we experience that through uh, the transforming, sanctifying grace of God as well. Now, we also have to understand that just as justifying grace is a lifelong process, a forgiveness, sanctifying grace is also a separate lifelong process. You know, we'll never be perfect. To be glorified with God and, and to be glorified like God will only occur when we are standing before him, and finally forever forgiven of our sins, and we enter heaven's gates. Then we'll fully be glorified. But as we are here on earth, we'll never fully be glorified. We'll never fully be sanctified. But we can begin to work towards that in our relationship with God. We have to understand that this is a lifelong process because we'll never be perfect. And we'll always be struggling with sin. But we also need to understand that what we do What we do, your actions, right? We talked, we said that sanctifying grace focuses more on our actions. What we do influences our ability to experience sanctifying grace. You know, I think back when I was in college uh, and as I joined a fraternity, I was surrounded by an atmosphere and an environment where cussing was just rampant. And I know many of you struggle with cussing as well. It's, It's no secret that Cussing has become a normal part of society. And I had a really big problem, if we're being honest, with cussing, especially when I was around my friends. And and as I began to look at the problem that I had, I realized that I had that issue because I was not close to the Lord. And as I began to take steps to stop cussing, over time, as I grew closer to the Lord and grew deeper in my relationship with the Lord, as I became more intentional in my relationship with the Lord, the cussing diminished over time, and it stopped. Now, I want you to understand that it didn't just stop the snap of a finger. It was a process. It was a process that took effort and required me to draw closer to the Lord. Now, that's not to say that I wasn't a believer. Or didn't. Be- no, I was a believer, and I had faith in Christ the entire time when I had a problem with cussing. But what I realized is the depth of my relationship with Christ was not where it needed to be. And and again, as I began to draw closer to Christ, that problem slowly changed. Because as I drew closer to Christ, He transformed me. And He transformed me by His sanctifying grace. Maybe you have a different problem. Maybe you have a problem with cussing. Maybe you have something else that you struggle with. Maybe it's something that we've talked about in the past couple months, in bullying. or well, If you struggle with bullying or gossiping, whatever it may be, as you draw nearer to Christ, as you draw deeper into a relationship with Christ, Christ and his sanctifying grace will transform that. And God's sanctifying grace transforms gossiping and bullying into love for your neighbor. And so all the sinfulness that we have, sanctifying grace, transforms that. And I want you to catch that. Sanctifying grace transforms our sinfulness. When we are struggling with sin, it's because we've distanced ourselves from God. And if we've pushed God away, we cannot expect to be close to Him and to to expect to live like Him. When we are struggling with sin, it is because we've distanced ourselves from God. You may still have faith in God, but that doesn't mean that you have a close relationship with Him. And as you draw closer to God, he transforms you through his sanctifying grace. You know, uh, you may be in a position right now where you don't have a ton of motivation. And I've heard this from a lot of students. You just don't have motivation right now to, to really do anything. That during this time, you've run out of things to do. You're bored. You're ready to get out of the house. You're ready to see your friends again. And you've lost all motivation. And included in that, you've lost your motivation to pursue a relationship with Christ and to pursue uh, the effort that is needed to deepen that relationship with Christ. Maybe the fire that was lit at dive retreat has diminished and completely gone out. Maybe there is no fire for God right now. Maybe you have no motivation to pursue that relationship with Christ. And and I'm not a fool to believe that There are many of you struggling with that right now. And I know several of you have talked to me about that. I want you to know that as you draw closer to Christ, especially during this time, that fire will be relit. During this time, don't push God away. Lean into God. And I know you might not have the strength in and of yourself to pursue Christ with your whole heart. But I pray that you would ask God for His strength pursue a relationship with him now i want you to know that pursuing christ takes effort and it takes intentional effort on your part and if you want to change things in your life if you want to change habits it's going to take effort change takes effort but i want you to know that it's so worth it and that god so desperately wants you to experience his sanctifying grace God so desperately wants you to be transformed by your relationship with him. And so my prayer for you tonight is this. And if you're a believer, especially during this time, if you don't have motivation, that you would press into God, that you would dig deep and find that motivation. Find just an ounce of effort to start pursuing Christ with your whole heart again. To just open up God's word and start reading scripture. To just get on your knees and pray. To turn on some worship music, even for just a few minutes, and worship God. Just anything to sit in His presence and become closer with Him. Because as you do that, as you put in effort, that flame for Christ will be relit. And so my prayer for you as, as a believer is that you would press into God, and that you would deepen that relationship with Him and experience His sanctifying grace. And as always, if you're not a believer in Christ, and you're watching this tonight, My prayer for you is that you would have a defining moment with Christ. That you would recognize his provenient grace. That you would recognize his presence in your life. That you would recognize the daily blessings that you are given in waking up. And breathing each breath and having food on the table. The simple things. The small blessings. My prayer is that God would open your eyes to realize his presence in your life. And that through that recognition of his presence you would choose to follow him and accept him as as your Lord and Savior. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to hop over to Zoom for small groups. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this evening. I just thank you for the time that we can spend together. Lord, and I I thank you for the past couple weeks where we've been able to, to talk about grace and talk about your grace and so Lord, I pray for for all of us here tonight, Lord, that you would draw us closer and deeper into relationship with you. And Lord, as we go deeper into relationship with you, Lord, I pray that you would transform us, that you would enable us, or that you would completely change our lives, but Lord, also that you would give us a passion to follow you like never before. I pray for The students here tonight, Lord, who don't have the motivation to pursue you right now, Lord, I just pray that you would give them your strength to draw closer to you. Lord, I pray that you would just give them the strength to put on that worship music, Lord, to give them the strength to to just pray, or to read your word. Remove the distractions in their lives right now so that they will turn to you and deepen their relationship with you. And Lord, I pray for all the students tonight, Lord, who who don't know you and don't know your goodness and your presence and your grace and your love, Lord, I pray that you would work a miracle in their lives, Lord, and, and open their eyes to your presence. Lord, I know that you so desperately want each of us to be in a deep relationship with you, and so I pray that the students here tonight, Lord, that don't know you, Lord, that you would draw them into that relationship, or that they would make that decision to follow you. And so, Lord, we thank you for the blessing that it is to even be able to have this technology to be able to gather together and have a message in small groups. And, Lord, we just pray that as each day goes, Lord, that you would begin bringing our lives back to normal. And so, Lord, I thank you for every student that's here. Lord, I pray for your blessings and protection over them. And just ask that you would bless our time together as we transition into small groups. Lord, we thank you and we love you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Hey everyone, this is Nathan Sell, the youth pastor at Destin United Methodist Church. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. My prayer is that the Lord would use this podcast as an opportunity to speak life into you. I hope all of you know the love that the Lord has for you and that you are experiencing his blessings each and every day. God bless you and thank you for listening.